this morning, God has something for you, and I want you to receive it. And so would you do me the favor of giving a big standing welcoming ovation to Rachel Wilson as she comes this morning. Come on. She got a word this morning, and I believe God's going to use it. I'm believing for amazing things. Come on. Look, we, we ready. We ready. Amen, amen. Well, first, this church, I love this church. This church is family. And when I say it's family, it's family. I am so blessed that God has brought me here. I'm so blessed for Pastor Jared and Ashley and Pastor Steve and Christy and just for their leadership and just for them listening to God and what in God's best for us. Because I truly believe the best is yet to come. I truly believe that they're preparing us for what's ahead. Because I'm telling you, God's going to move. <laughs> and one day we're going to come in here and we're going to be like, what just happened? I was like, God moved. And I think he's preparing us. He wants to prepare our minds for that. And he wants to slowly strip away what's stopping us from truly embracing that move of God. So let me get my stuff over here as we get ready. We are doing cleaning later, everyone. <laughs> so a little background about this message. So um, I spoke before, but I have never spoken in the United States before. I spoke in Guatemala, so I'm used to a translator up here with me. <laughs> so if I pause for a minute, you're real, I'm thinking of the translator right here, ready to interpret what I'm saying in Spanish. <laughs> so I truly believe that God just gave me this word. And um, we were in Guatemala, and I had a message already, but one of our members couldn't make it because they had the flu. And I was like, I was like, all right, God, you're going to ask me to do it again, aren't you? <laughs> and the night before, I was like, all right, I can preach the same message. And I was praying, and God says, no, you're not going to preach the same message, Rachel. I got a new message for you. And the night before I was going to speak that night, it was a um, Thursday night, um, I kept on hearing during the night, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? I'm like, God, is that the message? And he's like, Yes. Literally, like two hours before I was getting ready to speak, God gave me this message. And as I say, this is not my message. <laughs> I could, me, myself, I could not do it. The message that I prepared the night before, it took me months. <laughs> but God downloaded this in one hour. And I was praying as I was done. I was like, God, should I talk about this? Should I talk about this? And I was laying on the bed. And as I was laying on the bed, it was a fan because there's no air conditioning in Guatemala. <laughs> it's hot. It's 90 degrees. It's like a Baltimore in the summertime with no air conditioning, basically. So I was laying across the bed, and this fan was pointing to me. And I was like, God, am I done? Am I done? And just that moment, that fan stopped. <laughs> and I'm thinking, the electric went out. I'm like, I'm like the light's still on. The fan stopped. And I hit it and went right back on. <laughs> so God told me, all right, Rachel, you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> and even last night when I was um, going through the message and I was like, God, should I add this? Should I add this? And God says, nope, you don't need to add anything, Rachel. It's my message and I just want you to speak it. So if you got your Bibles or if you can use your phone, it's in our church app, the notes. So we are going to go into the book of John and John chapter five. And it's the man that was healed in the pool of Bethesda. And so I'm going to read, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to dig deep in this word. 
So after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep's gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches, and in there laying a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in it first after stirring the water was made well, and whatever disease they had was gone. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, he knew that he had already been in this condition for such a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirring. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, and he took up his bed and walked. Jesus. So, Lord, I just thank you for the day, Lord, Father God. I just thank you, Lord, that you're here, Lord, Father God. Your presence is moving among this place, Lord, God. And, Lord, this day we just expect you, Lord, God, to move, Lord, Father God. Lord, open our hearts, open our eyes, Lord, Father God, to see you, Lord, Father God, for who you truly are, Lord, Father God. Just reveal the truth, Lord, Father God, behind me, behind the cross, Lord. May they just see you and you only. May every word that comes forth my mouth, Lord, Father God, be the message that you want your children to hear this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So this pool um, in Bethesda, which really means mercy, because how you know there's so many great multitudes there, who was so sick, laying there day after day after day, waiting for this angel to descend. And they were laying on these porches. I mean, I did have a picture, but I couldn't. It wasn't clear because they actually, it's, so it's right after, it's in Jerusalem. It's right by the temple almost. And there's this pool with porches. And they were laying there day after day, waiting for this angel to descend, stir up the water. And it was a race. Now, it wasn't that fast race, because as you can imagine, they were paralyzed. They were sick. They couldn't see. And only one person had the chance to get that healing. Only one person. Just imagine that for a minute. And so the people that were there day after day, all right, and then there was this one man who after 38 years was laying there, waiting, waiting day after day. Is this going to be my day to get my healing? Is this going to be my day that I'm going to be healed? And you figure in the first couple of days, he thought, well, maybe there's a slight chance. Maybe there's a slight chance I may get healed. And so his hopes and dreams of healing was this look at this pool, this to get in this pool first. That's where his hope, that's where his, his dream was, this to get in the pool and get healed. But how you know sometimes when we wait for 38 years, we lose our hope. We lose that dream that we once held. Maybe God spoke us a word 38 years ago, and we're still waiting for that to come to pass. And then we lose hope. And I'm here to tell you today that God doesn't want us to lose hope. Because it's like this man, as we read in the story, he had an encounter that changed his life forever. And Jesus moved in and totally changed it in one moment. Suddenly, that's what I call it. Suddenly, God can move. And sometimes he's just waiting for us to be ready. So when I title this message, Do You Want to Get Well? Of course you would say yes. Everyone, I would want to say yes. There was a time in my life where I was very, very sick. I was bedridden. Um, 
there's time they thought maybe I wasn't going to make it because they didn't have an answer for me to be sick. And I was laying in bed day after day, just like this man, waiting, waiting for God, waiting for God to heal me. Is this going to be the day that God heals me? Is this going to be my day of my miracle? And I can relate to this man. I look to doctors. I look to other solutions. I was like, oh, maybe if I change this. Maybe I do this. And then I was like, well, I started looking to Jesus. And I was like, God, if this, if you want to use this sickness, then draw me closer to you and then let it be. And it was like, as soon as I did that, as soon as I surrendered that sickness to him, it was like gradually I started getting well. And instantly I was healed. I'm here today. I was not in bed anymore. I walked out in faith and I took a step of faith. And I remember the first step of faith for me was going to the gym. <laughs> and I was like, all right, God. And he did. He met me. But this man, he was, he was just looking for hope, looking for his chance. And then Jesus shows up and asks him this question. Do you want to get well? So how would you feel if I knew your sickness? If I knew what you were going through and I came up to you right now and says, do you want to get well? How would you respond? Would you be happy? Would you be agitated? Like, you know what I'm going through. Of course you know what I want to get well. But here's the thing. Jesus is looking for a different response. And obviously the man, what's the first thing he said? He said, sir, I have no man to put me into the water. Again, his eyes was not on Jesus. His eyes was on someone else to get him to the water. And then he says, well, I, but while I'm coming, another steps down. So he's using his own effort for his healing. He's using his own effort. And when I speak out of healing, I'm not speaking about physical needs. God goes beyond that. I'm talking about spiritual needs. I'm talking about bondages. I'm talking about depression, anxiety, addiction. Jesus that wants to heal them all. He wants to take you but sometimes he needs to get to the root and we have to let him so after many years of being paralyzed this thing this sickness he was paralyzed he was lame he couldn't move and jesus asks him this question do you want to get well why do you think he asked him that question because he knew his sickness his illness of being paralyzed was attached to his identity and sometimes in life when our situations our hardships our labels that people put on us become part of our identity. And when that comes, we can no longer see the image of God. Because how do you know we are made in the image of God? So Genesis 25 says, God created human beings in their image. And then David later says, we are fearfully, wonderfully made in God's image. And so I got a little demonstration for you here. So when you look into this mirror, who do you see? You see yourself. And God says we are made to reflect his image. So we're reflecting like a mirror. But what happens in life, and it's time to get messy. <laughs> what happens in life, we get, oh, sickness. Oh, someone called me stupid. <laughs> oh, always an addict wants an addict. And it can no longer, we can no longer see this image. It's clouded. It's blocked. 
And here's the thing. When the enemy can take that image away, he can take the hope away. He can take our destiny away from us because we can no longer see the living God living inside of us. See, sin broke this image, but through Jesus Christ, he restored it. But yet here we are again, and we are covering that image with the addiction, with the bondage, with the depression. Because in his image, there is no sickness. There is no bondage. There is no depression. There's freedom. There's love. There's hope. There's peace. And there's joy. And he wants us. He wants to wipe that clean. And Windex. It fixes everything. <laughs> but in this time, God wants to just wipe it away. And I put it on so thick and so good. <laughs> it doesn't want to come off, but it will come off. So just imagine it's clean and Jesus is wiping it off. <laughs> I should have tested this. I used toothpaste and gall and it came off easier. A clay face mask doesn't work. <laughs> But you get the point. <laughs> so we truly want to reflect God's image. But when we allow them circumstances, them labels, we can no longer see the situation, the problem with hope, the way God wants us to see it. He wants us to see it from his perspective, his vantage point. But when we allow, you know, the the labels people put on us, you know, the, even our own feelings can dictate to us our, who we are, but they're not. Let me tell you, our feelings can lie to us. <laughs> How you may have, sometimes we wake up in the morning and we're like, I just can't do this. I can't just do this. And it becomes part of our identity. Day after day, if we keep on saying that, it becomes part of our identity. But we need to wake up and go against our feel, and that's why we need to live in God's spirit, what's inside of us, that we are more than conquerors who know Christ Jesus. You know, greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world, because the enemy is here to steal, steal, kill, and destroy, and he's trying to steal our identity. And he knows once he can do that, he can have everything. He can have everything. So my second point to this, just like the man, he looked for other solutions, didn't he, in that problem? What did he look to in the pool? What did he look to? Yeah, someone to carry him down in the water to get his healing. When Jesus was standing literally right in front of him, <laughs> you know, the living God in flesh was standing right in front of him, waiting, just waiting to heal him. But he asked him that question, do you want to get well? Because he knew once you get well, Everything changes, doesn't it? Like when I got sick, I didn't stay in bed just because I'm healed. No. <laughs> when Jesus sets you free, you just don't live in that same pattern anymore. No, it changes. But how you know sometimes the unknown is scary because we can't see it. But how you know God is already there? He's already there in the unknown. He already, he's already there with everything you need. And all he asked for us is to trust him. That's all he asked. So when the man was looking for other solutions to the problem, when the solution was just right in front of him, God was challenging him to look beyond his circumstances into Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You see, when God shows up, everything changes. 
Hey, you know, in the presence of God, just like this morning during worship, we just felt his presence. And we just, he wants us to tap into that. Because in his presence, just like, I'm not comparing God to Windex, but just like Windex, it makes everything clearer. Our situation, we can see in a new light. And I ask you that question again, do you want to get well? Because what did that man do? What was the first thing he do? He stated his problem to Jesus. Then he said, I tried, but I couldn't do it, Jesus. So I guess I'm supposed to be made this way. This is my life now. I'm comfortable with this. I'm comfortable laying around, watching other people, going to the temple, worshiping God. And I'm just sitting here, laying here. I'm, I'm content. I'm fine. Did that man truly want to get well? No. Because he knew what it would take. And Jesus was challenging that. You know, later on in the scriptures, if we go on, Jesus knew that his being paralyzed, there was a deeper issue. And in this case, it was a sin issue. And he says, because later he found him, and he says, see, you're made well. Now he says, you've been made well, so sin no more. At least or something worse would come to you. So Jesus was hitting a deeper issue than the physical issue that we saw right in our face. He was going deeper. He was going below the surface. And I believe that's what he wants to do today. He wants to go below the surface. He wants to hit them issues, them lies maybe we believe about ourselves that's stopping for us to truly embrace our identity in Christ. Because like I said, once the enemy has our identity, there's nothing we can do. But God has made a way for us to regain our identity in him. And it's simply as cleaning the layer, the lies. Even it's one by one. I know in my life, through many years of counseling, God was just revealing the many lies that I believed about myself, that I wasn't enough, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't worthy of God's love. You know, and layer by layer, he cleaned them off. He cleaned them off one by one. Until one day I looked in the mirror and I saw God's image. And I saw it fully reflected in me. And for me, the walk and the freedom that he died to give me, because that's what he wants to do for all of us. He wants us to truly walk into the freedom that he died to give us. So the man, Jesus asked him to do two things. So step number one, he had to take action. Jesus says, rise up, take up your mat, and walk. And maybe, I don't know, maybe God's talking to someone here today, just like, just take that step of faith. Just take that step of faith. Because when you take that step of faith, he'll meet you there. He'll give you everything you need, but he's just waiting for you to take that first step. Number two, that man had to have faith. He was like, all right, Jesus is telling me this, but am I going to do it? (laughs) Am I going to do it? Or I'm just like, no, this, this guy's crazy. Doesn't he realize I'm paralyzed? No. It says immediately the man got up and walked and picked up his mat. See, Jesus goes beyond our own understanding, goes beyond our own reasoning to meet him. He wants us to meet him daily, every single day. And he goes beyond the limits. Like sometimes we put God in limits. Oh, this is too hard for God. I don't know if he can do this. Let me tell you, he can do a senior building more than we could ever dream or ask or imagine. I know he's done it in my life, and he can do it in your life. 
and he's going to do it in this church. <laughs> and here's the thing. Are we ready? Are we going to hop on the wagon and go with it? Because it's about to happen. Just one day, I believe God's spirit is going to break forth in this place. And I just proclaim it. And I just ask you, are we ready? Are we truly ready? Just like this man, do you want to get well? Are we truly ready to embrace that? And here's the thing. All this happened on the Sabbath. <laughs> and back in the Jewish culture, that was not allowed. So this man literally got healed, carried his mat, and was walking. <laughs> and on the Sabbath, so this man had to go against the cultural norms and walked out his faith. And of course, who spots him? In the one verse, the Pharisees stopped and says, why are you carrying this mat? It is lawful for you to carry this bed. So here he is. He just got healed. <laughs> and here's the Pharisees yelling at him, and then he can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you just got healed. But how do you know sometimes people do that? You know, sometimes we have this experience of God. God moved, and we tell someone, and it was like, oh, no, I don't believe that. And if we allow it, it can take it away. We can allow them to take it away, what God just did. What's this God just did this morning? If you go out there and you told someone, and what would happen if they said, no, I don't believe that? Will you allow them to take it away, or would you hold on to it? It's like, no. This is what my God says, and this is what I am standing on. And Jesus, he broke the cultural norm to heal this man. He went beyond what anybody could do. He took the stripes upon our back for our healing. He broke the borders one after one after one. He's desperately pursuing us. And just like I spoke yesterday when God gave me that word, he wants us to pursue him just like he's pursuing us. That desperate. You know, we, we sing about his reckless love, but do we truly believe it? Do we truly believe his reckless love is for us today? Do we truly believe that he is going to move today? That he's going to take hold of our problem? He's going to totally change our situation. But here's the thing. It starts in our mind. <laughs> it starts in changing our mindset for his mindset. It starts from us giving him permission to change that mindset. To swipe them lies away. Or maybe what society tells us. Maybe society tells us in this community, nope, there's no hope here. Nope, no change is going to happen here. But let me tell you, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen by one person at a time. One person's mindset changed, pointing to God and his mindset it's going to change. And I'm here, like, I keep on repeating this question, but it makes us think, do you want to get well? If you know what that means, if you knew that everything is going to change, do you want to get well? Because that's what God wants to do. And like I said, God, there is no set conditions for God to move. You know, sometimes we think, oh, we got to do this and this. For us to get our healing, no, there's no set conditions. He's like, all you have to do is believe. And I really want to, especially today, I knew that God wants us to spend time with his children. He wants us just to soak in his presence. And just, Jared, can you get Ashley? And 
I knew the message was not that long. But he just wants us to soak in his presence. He wants us to reveal the lies maybe we're believing about ourselves and that we want to let go. And he wants to replace them with the truth. And I'm here today. Are you ready? Are you ready for that to happen? Are you ready to get well? Are you ready for God to touch you? Maybe you need a healing in your body. Maybe you need a healing in your spirit or maybe in your soul. But God wants to touch that today. He wants to take you in his presence and hold you just like his children and touch you with the everlasting love that nobody can take away.